What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. And we're on and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Aritaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And as always, we're brought to you by Manscaped. Use promo code 5RSN. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. And that's kind of important this week because they're going to have to keep their balls very, very dry on Sunday. Okay? Because intermittent showers is in the forecast. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And, of course, price picks. Use promo code 5, F-I-B-E. You deposit $100, they give you $100. And you have to roll it over once, which means you bet it through once, they give it to you. In other words, it's a free $100. Take it. Promo code F-I-V-E. And, of course, BetterEdge.com. Go to BetterEdge.com slash the number five reasons, and you get a $25 sign-up bonus. All right, we're going to start We're gonna start here first. Uh, Simon, uh, Dolphins evidently are going to be in the lead slot for the biggest game of the week, four weeks in a row. That's kind of fun, isn't it? Um, what do you mean in the lead slot? Well, they got the lead game, the national game, at 4 o'clock this week. The following week, they have the Sunday night football game. Then the week after that, spoiler alert, it's also going to get flexed to Sunday night football. Dolphins. Isn't Chiefs Bengals the national game of the week? You sure about that? Yep. Chiefs Bengals. Do you have the map? You have the map? Uh, who's getting it for who's getting most of it? Most of the game on four uh, four o'clock this Sunday. Adam Adam Beasy says it's a real shame that ten percent of the country is going to get to see Dolphins 49ers. Really? Chiefs Bengals. Yeah. They 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 bump. I mean, yeah. We've been super. We've been superseded. Yeah. Okay, Titans, so well, Titans three out of the next four weeks. These <laughs> Bengals in the second. Well, three out of the next four weeks, we're in the lead slot. All right, so we we couldn't compete with Chiefs Bengals, but this is kind of fun, right? This is this is a hell of a game. Like this is a nice matchup. Uh, your initial thoughts on this? Because we're gonna get into it on uh, the second half of the show. We're gonna get into a little bit of X's and O's because it's hard to to think of either side having a schematic advantage since they're playing each other. 
you know, they're they're looking in the mirror basically. But yeah, your thoughts on this matchup initially, Simon? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much tougher than this. This is, you know, quite apart from the fact that it's two teams that could. I said it on Monday night, but two teams that could meet up in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, and I think that's legitimate. You're also looking at, you know, both teams knowing each other so well, both offensively, defensively. You know, Kyle Shanahan and, and Mike McDaniel worked together for, what, 15 of the last, 13 of the last 16 seasons. Um, you know, they know each other absolutely intimately since Gary Kubiak took them both to Houston back in, God, whenever it was. Um, and they've worked together, what, Washington, Atlanta, Houston, San Francisco, and then obviously Mike left to come to the Dolphins. So, you know, it, it doesn't get any bigger than this. You're looking at a 49ers defense that hasn't conceded a point in the last four games in the second half, which is, you know, massive. They're the number one defense in the league in an awful lot of categories. They're a terrific team on defense in terms of, you know, front seven, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, you know, the linebackers, Greenlaw. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Talanoa Hafanga in the secondary, you know, controlling things like Javon Holland does around the ball all the time. It's going to be a... um going to be a huge game and you know it's a statement game if the Dolphins go on the road and beat the 49ers that's a that's a massive statement to the rest of the league uh Chris it's unfortunate we don't have their pick anymore so we can't we can't like directly <laughs> take part in uh in making uh making their pick higher so um that's 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 a bummer we, drafted, no, I, we did draft an elite edge rusher with that pick though so that's pretty good draft draft um <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that uh, you know it's that's that's correct. It's gonna be it's gonna be a big game for us. I'm not sure. I mean, when you when you say that it's the, gonna be the lead game of the week, and it, it's not actually because it's the the Chiefs, Bengals. I, I kind of think that it's being overlooked a little bit. The game, um, you know, maybe maybe because it's a- AFC NFC, it's not being um, it's not being as well regarded as we might think. Um, but it, it's it's a big game for us uh, to kick off this three-week stretch is more, is more what I'm thinking about, you know, and, and that's because we're going to have, we're going to reach a point the next week where we'll have been on the West Coast, you know, for an entire week. And, um, and you know, it, it'll be a matter of whether we can keep up the energy uh, in that second game. And then on top of that, you know, we have another road game in Buffalo uh, to cap off the three week stretch. So this is the, this is really the lead game and we're not, we're not going to be having those, uh, those issues with, um, you know, uh, being, being worn out or, you know, three straight road games. That's not, that doesn't apply to this game. This is our first one out. So you, you kind of want to get off to a nice running uh, head start here. And um, and I just think it's fascinating to me to think about what the Dolphins are going to do uh, to attack Jimmy Garoppolo because they know him so intimately. Um, you know, That's nobody nobody knows the guy better than Mike McDaniel, I'm sure. Um, and so, you know, this is a defense that this is a defense on Josh Boyer's side of the ball that that likes to attack the quarterback, whether it be pass rush or whether it be uh, disguised coverage or even, you know, the order of operations, which they did uh, in famously under Brian Flores in the, uh, the Super Bowl uh, against Jared Goff, where they, they figured something out about the way that the, the way that they 
calling the plays and the way that they adjust their plays at the line of scrimmage and and you know the the Patriots defense under those guys attacked that very specifically attacked Jared Goff his process very specifically I'm wondering you know if if Mike McDaniel is in the defense's ear about something with Jimmy Garoppolo like I'm curious about it sometimes that doesn't happen sometimes it does happen and um and so I'm really I'm you know I'm really curious about that. So that's that's the thing. That's the thing I'm curious about uh, on one side, and you know, on a, the other side of the ball, obviously, is uh, you know we've seen we've seen a quarterback that has not lost yet this year, but now he goes up on the road against a top a top defense, and um, and we're going to see if he can perform in the second half against a defense that, as Simon said, has a lot of points in the second half. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's strength on strength. And so it's going to be really, uh, fascinating to see that play out. All right. I mean, so Alf, this is a, um, yeah, this is a team. Yeah. This is strength versus strength. And this is what you want to, you know, see, this is a team in the 49ers who have a defense absolutely designed, specifically designed to erase the middle of the field. Do you know what I mean? In terms of that's what they do best. They're number one in the league when they do that. Uh, Fred Warner. I mean, the the stat here since drafting Fred Warner in 2018, the 49ers have allowed just 71 completions in the intermediate middle third of the field, 15 fewer than any other defense. You know, historically, the Dolphins are attacking the middle field of the third like no other team in certainly in a generation. So, you know, this is strength versus strength in terms of, you know, how are the Dolphins going to be able to attack that middle of the field? And we saw what happened when, um, when the Steelers were able to take that middle portion of the field away. Um, so, you know, this is, you know, we've talked about Tua having massive games against Cleveland. We talked about Tua having a massive game against the, against the Lions. Obviously he had the massive game against the, um, the Ravens. This is going to need to be his best game of the season because in, in Warner, in Dre Greenlaw and Aziz Alshaya, these are, you know, these are three of the best linebackers. This is the best linebacking group in the league led by probably the best pure linebacker in the league in Fred Warner. So, you know, this is what you want to see. It's strength against strength. It's mano e mano. The chess game between the two coaching staffs will be fascinating, but you know you're going to need Tua to put on the big boy pants because you know he's going up against a you know a stud in in Fred Warner who's you know who keys who reads eye work so well has done it ever since he came into the league did it in college um, at BYU so it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. Yeah, and we're going to talk about uh, the schematics of it in the in the in the second half of the show. Uh, I've I've been watching them a little bit today. Uh, I saw them against the Chargers. Uh, I'll talk about it in the second half of the show. Injury-wise, Christian McCaffrey is – like he's obviously really important because Elijah Mitchell will not play. The other running back is going to be Jordan Mason in this game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is has kind of like a balky knee. As far as everybody else, it looks like Eric Armstead is coming back. Um, Going over this entire injury report, uh, they're missing. They're going to be missing their right guard, uh, Spencer Bur- uh, Burford. He's he hasn't practiced all week. Uh, I watched their game last week, and uh, that looked like a serious injury. Uh, what do you make of, as far as the Dolphins? It's really just you know Teron Armstead. Watch. It looks like Austin Jackson will be ruled out very very shortly, and maybe ruled out for a little longer than than just this week. Uh, what do you make of this injury situation and how the 49ers are going to play this? Because they're kind of light on running backs. Like they could really use Jeff Wilson right, right about now, right, Simon? Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of the rookie Tyrion Davis Price, the kid out of LSU, 
Um, you know, he's the guy that I would certainly be be handing the ball to. 6'1", 219 pounds, around a 448 the combine. You know, this is a big load, a big kid. You know, they've obviously got Carl Juszczyk. You'll probably see some Debo Samuel lined up in the backfield. I, I, you know, I absolutely believe that you will see, you know, the absolute business from both, you know, McDaniel will absolutely want to put one to Shanahan and Shanahan will absolutely want to put one to McDaniel. So I think you'll see all sorts of, not razzle-dazzle necessarily, but I just think you'll see, you know, Shanahan running his dad's scheme and running it the way that he has done for years as such a, you know, the split zone run game, the doing what they do in the passing game and and being, you know, the one of the best offences in the league and certainly the best running offence in the league consistently versus the guy that's taken the Mike Shanahan scheme, the Kyle Shanahan scheme that's evolved into and taken it and moved it on another level using a quarterback who does what he does as the, the ultimate point guard with his high manipulation, his quick release and and all those things that Tua does. And you know that you know you know that McDaniel will want to absolutely put one over on, on Shanahan. It's going to be a fascinating battle. And I think um you know McDaniel said he doesn't really stare over at opposing coaches, but I think if there's a couple of big plays, I think he might be just be you know, you know giving Kyle a bit of side eye because, you know, you saw him mic'd up the other day and, you know, he gets pretty juiced up on the sidelines. So, uh, I, you know, it makes me nervous. These games make me nervous. You know, what you, what you don't want to see is that we've got ourselves into this position at eight and three. You don't want A, to get blown out. And so people stop talking about Miami because, you know, not only does that affect your kind of confidence and how people view you moving forward, you also want the quarterback to continue his really good play. You know, if you lose by a point on the road to the 49ers, the quarterback throws 400 yards as a monster game. It's a bit like college football in a way at this point of the year. You know, if you if you get blown out 63-36 by South Carolina, if you're Tennessee, that's the death knell to your to your season. But if you lose, you know, if you're Michigan, if you were Michigan at the weekend, you lost by a point to Ohio State on the road, probably keeps you in the playoff hunt. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. And you you know, obviously our playoff hopes are not dead if we lose this game, but you just want the momentum to carry on. You want people to keep saying, you know, the Dolphins are a good team. This is a good team. You want Tua to be in the MVP because you know what's going to happen. The first bad game, people will be like, well, you know, he only beat bad teams, and he's only a he's a you know he's a victim or a he's. <laughs> He's a whatever the opposite of victim is. I can't even think of the word, but he's a, you know, he's only doing it because of the scheme and because of the talent and all that sort of thing. You, you know, you want that momentum to keep going because you want teams to feel you want to go on the road next week to the Chargers, having beaten the 49ers and be like, yes, Justin Herbert, you're next. So it's, um, but this is, uh, you know, these are the games we talked about. This is December football now. This is when it really counts. This is when it really matters. Can you go on the road in December and beat a legitimate Super Bowl candidate? And, you know, we'll find that out on Sunday night. Uh, Chris, what do you make of this uh, injury situation and what the the makeup of the roster is starting to look like for for Sunday? Well, I think it's I think it's fortunate that we've already got Christian McCaffrey on his uh, on his you know sort of on his pitch count, um, and you know he's he's already kind of limited. We, we're not going to see Elijah Mitchell. Um, you know that's a, that's that's a big deal. Eric Armstead is you know as you say he is going to play. Um, but that doesn't mean he's he's at a hundred percent, and um, and I think that that's uh, that's a very fortunate uh, thing for us because he's a very scary player. Um, it does a lot of little things that impact the game uh, normally, and and he will he will anyway, you know, if he's out there. But um, but it's if it's not if it's not quite as well or as good as it normally is, that's going to be a pretty big deal and you know the thing that fascinates me um really is, is, again getting back to the matchup is is 
clearly when Mike McDaniel came over to the, to the Dolphins, um, he referenced this so many times and they felt a big uh, impact from it, I guess, is, is when the Dolphins came over to San Francisco in 2020, uh, they really beat the hell out of the 49ers in that game. Um, and, and this is, this is a game that the Dolphins won 43 to 17. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the, uh, the 49ers offense was stuck in the mud. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo was back in the game, though, not completely healthy. Um, and, uh, and I think that, uh, you know, that it made a huge impact on, um, on Mike McDaniel. And I wonder you know, Josh Boyer was obviously there. He was part of that defensive effort. He's running the same scheme. Um, there are players on the defense that are that were still there that day. Um, you know, again, getting back to this idea of Mike McDaniel uh, knowing some of the players, knowing the offense really well, um, being able to aid the defensive effort. You know, I think there's going to be a trust in Josh Boyer because of because of that. Um, but you know, and, and so it, it's interesting to me to see if they, they're able to repeat that because remember back then the, the 49ers were well, very well regarded as well. Um, and so, you know, yeah, there were eight and a half, there were eight and a half point favorites in that game. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be, uh, you know, an execution. Um, so, you know, that the fact that that happened, I just wonder, you know, because it could go it could go either way. Uh, I'm fascinated by, um, you know, on the basis of it, we could have their number like defensively um, a little bit, and especially if the uh, if Christian McCaffrey is uh, is banged up, Debo Samuel is banged up. Uh, he doesn't have the same quite quite the same explosiveness right now. Um, you know, that's 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 something that's something that's really on my mind here. Uh, and so, but then the other, the other thing is if that game had such an impact on them that Mike McDaniel remembered it so vividly, uh, you know, are the, is the other side, is the other side of it that Kyle Shanahan and his, uh, coaching staff have also spent some time thinking about how they would redo that, (laughs) you know, like, uh, so, um, so it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see which way it breaks because, it is going to break one way or the other, you know, uh, it, it is either going to break toward like we're dominating their offense again, their offense is having trouble again. Uh, and we just, we have a good beat on them or they're just going to unleash on us because our defense on the road is actually, has been absolutely putrid, lets up 33 points in a, a game. And they have not proven that they've fixed any of that yet. The one thing that they have proven that they, I think, in the in the games that they played since Bradley Chubb was was uh, acquired, is that they're getting pass rush. Um, they're getting significantly better pass rush on plays when they do not blitz. Um, so uh, you know, we'll see if that how much that makes an impact. All right. And we're going to go to break right now. When we come back, we're going to get a little bit into the X's and O's of this game because, like I said, uh, they're essentially looking in the mirror, but some things might be a little bit deceiving. But first, these words. 
Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle the entire project from start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone at 954 579 That's 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six, or visit their website at wcufl.com. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, and we're back. And Simon, I've been I've been watching this game all day today. Um, well, not all day, but for the past couple of hours, I've been watching Chargers 49ers. I was looking for a game where the Chargers defense, I mean, where the 49ers defense was playing against a good quarterback at home, and they did a decent job against them. And yeah, Justin Herbert was 21 of 35 for 196, a touchdown and an interception. He had a touchdown on the first drive of the game. In my, in my opinion, he missed a lot of throws in this game. But as I watch them play, they they play a lot of palms. And if people don't know what palms is, um, if you're on OnlyFans, by the way, I have a diagram of the rules for to play palms. Okay. But I'll try to explain it. You know, it's hard to do it without a, a chalkboard, but very similar to cover two rules. Uh, you key everything on the slot receiver on either side. Wherever they release is where you go. They release outside the safeties break for the outer quarters, okay, for the deep fourth uh, or deep third, depending on whatever the coverage is, if it's cover three or if it's quarters, okay? Now, my issue with that is uh, Dolphins do something that nobody else in the league does, and that is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle regularly release outside, and I and I, I guess it has to be by uh, on purpose because they release outside and then they stem inside. So, which kind of wrecks havoc with all these coverage rules that these teams have? Could it be as simple as they've never, they haven't seen what Miami has on the outside yet, and it could be kind of a shock to their system, especially that secondary. I don't think so, mate. I mean, I think we're kind of grasping at straws there. Um, I mean, I don't love their secondary, but you know, like I said earlier, Miami's strength is 
is attacking the 49ers strength. Um, Miami then has to prove that, you know, and they struggle to do so. And I think you can put some of that down to the rustiness um, into a, in the Steelers game. But Miami struggled to do it outside. I think you're going to have to try and really establish the run. Um, and you hope the most at plays as well, because, you know, I, I don't think you'll see Tua dropping back and throwing nearly as much as he did on Sunday against the, the Texans, for example. Um, so, no, I, don't, I think we're kind of, you know, I, I think McDaniel's going to have to come up with another way of being able to manipulate the 49ers defense um you know to try and to try to i'm just looking at um and i apologize i've had to take my mic out because um i only have one port to charge my laptop and plug my mic in because i'm an idiot but i've just seen that christian mccaffrey's just come off the podium um he's been doing an interview after practice he says he is 100 percent. i will play in full on sunday but absolutely great he practiced in full um as did um as did Spencer Burford, practiced in full as well. Um, he's going to play on Sunday. Uh, as did Eric Armstead, played 100%. No Debo Samuel at 49ers practice today. But McCaffrey and Burford and Armstead all go for Sunday, which is disappointing. But no, I to, to, to go back to your point, I, I, I think there's just going to have to be a, a different way of, of attacking this team because you don't want to... Um, you know, if they're going to take away what you do best, which is clearly what they're going to try and do. Um, I don't doubt that Mike McDaniel has another plan to how to attack this defence. It'll just be fascinating to see how how he does do it. But I don't think you should be scared of, like, I don't know what you think, Chris, I don't think you'd be scared of taking on, you know, this is strength against strength, isn't it? This is, um, you know, this is irresistible force meets a movable object and ultimately I think who wins that battle will end up winning the game if the Dolphins can move the ball by doing what they do week in week out which is attacking the middle of the field I think they win the game well that's that's going to be the key um but you know actually so one thing uh, to address to address what Alf was saying is uh, unfortunately those releases have been on film all year for the um for for uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and how the Dolphins do do those releases, um, and how they can do the releases uh, by you know breaking to the outside first and then stemming inside, um, or in some cases vice versa. Uh, we've seen that, um, but I think that because that's already been there, I you know that that's that's clearly something that the 49ers can can plan for. I mean, it's not it's not um, it's it's not. It's not some, you know, uh, some big chink in the armor that that we can exploit. I don't think um, it is going to come down to, for me, actually, uh, Mike McDaniel and his background, and uh, and whether he can make good on that because his background is as a uh, run game engineer, mad scientist, you know, and um, and he showed conspicuously little in that department against the Houston Texans this week. And I think that that, um, that was not, that was not a coincidence. And I think that you're going on the road. He knows how important the run game is going to be first off in any road game, but in this road game in particular, um, you know, with the defensive front that they have and the offensive line issues, even if Teron Armstead miraculously plays in the game, you know, the offensive line versus their defensive front 
Um, and then the uh, the pass defense that they have, particularly in areas where we we typically want to exploit. I think he knows all this. I think he just knows he knows that the run game is going to have to be so critical to it. And so um, so that's where I think he's in the lab right now uh, is is figuring out how to how to establish that run game against the uh, the 49ers on the road. And um, and it's going to be fascinating to see what he comes up with. But he is I mean, that is that is definitely where he's spending a lot of his time, I think. And um, and if to me, if if he's able to succeed and they are able to uh, establish a really strong uh, ground attack, then um, then they'll they'll win the game. But uh, if they don't, then uh, then there's there start to be some questions. All right. Uh, Simon, the the quarterback battle, first of all. Jimmy Garoppolo has played great this season. This season, and I don't, and I don't know why. If you're if you're a 49er fan, you got to be looking at. They tried everything in their in, in their power to get rid of him to start the season. Uh, then they they actually benched him. They tried to trade him. They couldn't get a taker, and now he's their savior once again. Um, he's number one against the blitz. Like, there's no way, right? There's no way that they're sitting in meetings this week and they're talking about staying within character right like they gotta be they gotta be switching things up and going a little bit more vanilla trying to rush four or five against jimmy garoppolo like the numbers are staring them right in the face do you think that that's something that that mike mcdaniel will will actually or he'll he'll just let he'll cut josh boyer loose or do you think that he's going to be actually trying to micromanage every single bit of this this game plan for for sunday um sorry who's going to be micromanaging it mike mcdaniel Oh, I mean, of course he is. I mean, that's the, you know, that's his job. That's why he's the savant that he is. That's why he locks himself away on a Tuesday and ignores nine hours of WhatsApp calls from his wife. Um, you know, because that's what he does. I mean, by the way, did with, you see the did you see the 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 mic'd up with uh, with Mike McDaniel? I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you see the part where he's walking up and down the sideline and, and and he's talking to the headset? And says, "Would it be foolish if I just threw it on every single play on this drive?" Uh, the answer is yes. Yeah, it would have been foolish, and he actually did do it. Yeah, I mean, look, you, there's loads of things you can pluck out of this. You know, it's the two quarterbacks with the longest active streak of consecutive attempts without an interception this week. Two with one seventy four, Jimmy with one thirty seven. You know, the Forty Nineers don't win because of Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo, but they also don't win without him. I don't think. I, you know, I've got a, a really good friend who's a Forty Nineers fan, and. He was absolutely enthused that Trey Lance was taking over. And when Lance got injured, he was like, this is it. We're not going to make the plan. I was like, mate, Jimmy Garoppolo gives you a legitimate chance of winning the Super Bowl. I don't think Trey Lance was getting the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I, I really don't. I mean, you know, the, the issue for Jimmy at the moment is the knee. He got injured in that game at the um, with the Saints at the weekend. But again, he's just been on the podium, so his knee, knee feels great. You know, look at the numbers. People want to slag the guy off and whatever. You look at the first 59 starts that he's had as a 49ers star. Joe Montana was 37 and 22. Steve Young was 40 and 19. Garoppolo is 40 and 19. I mean, that says a lot. Like I said, he's not winning the game single. You, you know, this is a this is a mid-tier, good game manager. You know what you're getting. He's done a great job, like you say, um, all season long. But, you know, this guy's faced disrespect and uncomfortable press conferences and interviews and difficult questions. And, you know, he's always been a great leader, great poise, class. He's a good player. I, I always argued that, you know, he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. He went back to the NFC Championship last year. Um, 
you know, he beat the number one seed Green Bay on the road. So, you know, the guy can play. Um, do not blitz him at the weekend because he will take you apart. I think you can confuse Jimmy, and I think he gets into that. You know, once he gets throwing, he's a really rhythm quarterback. I think once he gets throwing, yes, um, I think you know, look out because when he starts to get hot, it gets really hot. But if you can, if you can knock him about a bit, if you can intercept him, if you can get hands on balls, you know, he start he does start to, you know, he does he has a tendency sometimes just to go a little bit awry. Um, and if you get that Jimmy Garoppolo, great. But if you get the, you know. If there's a point in the game where he starts to get into rhythm and he's hitting 10, 12, 14 passes in a row, that's the time to, you know, that's the time to 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 start to worry. Interestingly, just uh, I'm just looking at some 49ers tweets. Garoppolo has said that the Dolphins were very much in the conversation this offseason as a potential landing spot for him, but nothing came of it. So he's just announced that apparently on the podium um, in the Good. 49ers post. Hopefully it pisses two off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think he was, you know, I suspect he was obviously coming in to be a to be a backup. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. you look at you look at the the, you know, you only have to look at. We would only, have a better record right now. I tell you that right now. You only have to look at what Aditi Kinkabwala said, not only during the game, but then when she was talking to Lindsay Rhodes afterwards, and she 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 prefaced the conversation that that Tua had with Teron Armstead, saying that you know Mike McDaniel absolutely loves you. I don't think any of that happens. The seven hundred cut up video play of his 700 best plays at high school college in the NFL that that doesn't happen if you're bringing Jimmy Garoppolo in to be a starter now if you're bringing Jimmy in to be a to backup I mean I think we could all get on board with that I mean that's a you know that's a hell of a one too especially when you consider that you know Tua still does have question marks about whether or not he can stay healthy and obviously you know when he got bent over backwards on at the end of the first half on Sunday I think we're all pretty much heart in mouths but you know, Jimmy's fifth in passer rating, he's fourth in yards per attempt, and he's sixth in passing touchdowns versus interceptions. So, you know, the guy can play. All right. Uh, by the way, Chris, uh, before we get into predictions, Chris, do you know why they call it Palms coverage, by the way? Um, no, actually, I don't. Okay. Football's so stupid. <laughs> Okay, because I've been I've been reading up on this and I've been reading all the rules to palms coverage, which is that's what they play 85 percent of the time. All right. Uh, they're either in cover three palms or they're in uh, quarters palms. OK, I've been reading up and I'm like, why do they keep why is it called palms? And I've been hearing this for ages. It's called palms because it's a two read concept. Right. And as far as coverage. So you're reading the outside corner, the safety and the linebacker, the play side linebacker. Right. And you're forming like a triangle, and then if you stem up to the wide receiver, it looks like a palm tree on the whiteboard. That's why they call it palms. Is football <laughs> as stupid as a stupider sport as there ever as there's ever been? Well, I mean, it's it's also it's also just I mean, football has a massive amount of things that you have to remember and process uh, in in very short amount amounts of time. So. Any sort of uh, any sort of association games that you can play, quite frankly, are uh, are useful. But okay, I, I just getting back to the 49ers game that we that the Dolphins played back in 2020. Um, you know, you, you had the question: Is is Mike McDaniel essentially going to put a collar on Josh Boyer and you know say no more of this blitzing nonsense? And this was one of uh, something that I I pointed out in the last podcast is. Um, is even though the idea was supposed to be we're supposed to be able to pull back on the blitzes, 
uh, now that we've acquired Bradley Chubb. Uh, Josh Boyer is yet to actually do that. He blitzed, uh, you know, he blitzed Justin Fields a lot. Uh, he blitzed, um, what's his name, um, <clears throat> the previous week, uh, very, very little. Jacoby Brissett, very little. And then he blitzed uh, last week's game against uh, against Kyle Allen. He blitzed him a lot. Um, you know, is Will McDaniel have to actually – pull that leash tight? I don't think so, because if you look at what we did last time against Jimmy Garoppolo and C.J. Beathard when he came in the second half to replace him, we didn't really blitz him. We didn't. You know, that's that's not the style of defense that we played against uh, against the San Francisco 49ers uh, a couple of years back. And so I think that there's probably going to be an understanding that this is what Bradley here, Chubb is here is for. And so I think that they're they're not going to push their luck that way. Um, however, in strategic moments, you know, in strategic moments, you might see it because particularly because of Jimmy Garoppolo having a lower le- lower extremity injury, um, and they're going to want to they're going to want to test uh, in some specific moments, test whether he can, um, you know, what his mobility is looking like and what his escapability is looking like. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, I think that it will, it will be a lot less blitzing than we see in, against some teams. Uh, and that's going to be important. Something that, that, you know, they've been experimenting with in this last game. Uh, I think you might've pointed it out as well. La- uh, last podcast is, is just having more deep safety coverage as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, you know, I'm fascinated to see whether that, plays out this week as well uh as, as part of the defensive game plan so um so you know it's just gonna be gonna be interesting we're gonna we're gonna find out all right yeah I, and if if you're a member of only fins you're watching you know great analysis being posted right there uh, i posted a, a diagram to the simple rules of palms and then simon posts a gif of <laughs> somebody doing the the jerking off motion we, and then he says that's the only palm coverage i care about Okay, so that's the only that's the kind of analysis that you could get on OnlyFans <laughs> for three dollars a month. All right, it's I mean, time. You don't get I'll jokes go. on that. Yeah, I'll go first, and then I'll let you guys go. I'll go first. I think uh, I think the Dolphins are winning this game, and not to get too ahead of myself, I think they're sweeping the West Coast trip and losing in Buffalo. They're going two and one in this trip. Um, I don't think this is going to be easy by any any means, but I think it's more likely Miami blows. Uh, the 49ers out then the 49ers blow Miami out but I say that they won't blow them out it'll be a nail biter I do think Waddle or Tyreek Hill will house one of those 18 yard digs sometime in this game and they win this one let's say 26 23 Simon uh, listen, I think this is a really tough game. I'm going to say 49ers 19 Dolphins 16 just because it's a road game this is a you know, this is this is a critical pre-Super Bowl matchup, and I, you know, I've said that a few times. But I think just the road maybe just takes it for the 49ers, but it's it's going to be really close, really exciting. It's going to be one of those games where we're looking through our palms of our hands in the fourth quarter because I suspect it's going to be really tight. So um, it could go either way, but just for the benefit of this, and because everybody knows how happy I am and how much I love the Dolphins, <laughs> I'm going to pre- predict a 49ers win. All right, Chris. Here's the thing that I'm looking at. Um, I've mentioned this before 
Tua is, you know, we have a quarterback who's 8-0, and, and I know people don't like to talk about QB wins, but here's where the rubber meets the road on it. We've been in the second half of games this year uh, trailing on 10 drives and Tua, with Tua at the, uh, at the quarterback position. And uh, on those drives, in those 10 drives, this is just second half of the game trailing on the scoreboard. That's it. Um, they've scored eight touchdowns on those 10 drives. The Dolphins have okay, and this is against uh, against multiple opponents. It's not the Baltimore game. It's not just the Baltimore game by any means. Tua has a uh, 154 passer rating on those 10 drives. This is just second half trailing on the scoreboard. It's it's a it's a basic situation, you know. Uh, he's got like 154 passer rating. I think he's uh, 34 of 42 for 477 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's only taken one sack for seven yards. He's uh, scrambled twice for two for 21 yards. Um, that that has got to be scary as hell for any home team because any home team of victory that you imagine is you come in with a solid game plan, you get the crowd into it early, you maybe make a special teams play, you know, you get out to a lead, you play complimentary football, and, and before you know it, then you know it's just it just breaks in the uh, the fourth quarter and and you win. Well, unfortunately, no lead is safe when the other team is scoring touchdowns 80% of the time when they're down on the scoreboard, you know? And so I think that until Miami goes out in a game and shows that they can't do that anymore, then I can't bet against them. I can't pick against them with the team, with the Dolphins showing such proficiency, you know, in those situations, those very specific situations where you're down on the scoreboard uh, and you start having to call games more or call plays a little bit more aggressively, a little bit more pass oriented, maybe some, maybe four downs uh, territory. Uh, you've made halftime adjustments. Your quarterback has seen the coverages, starts to get a feel, starts to get a rhythm uh, with the Dolphins damn near unstoppable in those situations this year. And I don't you know, I don't say that lightly. Uh, scoring touchdowns eight of ten drives when down, you know, when down on the scoreboard in the second half, Tua having 154 passer rating doing it. Uh, until I see that not happen, I, I can't bet, you know, I can't pick against the Dolphins. I'm going to have to pick the Dolphins in virtually any game, no matter where they're playing, no matter who they're playing, until we see it at least once. Um, and so, so I am going to pick the dolphins here. I'm going to say about uh, like a 29, 26 game. Uh, and, and then we're, we're just going to see if, uh, if Mike McDaniel's plan with the run game, you know, kind of plays out and if it doesn't play out and they have to do a comeback in the second half, you know, this is the team that can do that. So the dolphins are the team that can do that. So I'm going to pick them. Yeah, and as far and we started the show talking about the weather. Uh, it looks like the weather's now it looks good, but it is San Francisco. The weather changes every five minutes. Uh, somebody on OnlyFans has like an app that tells you the weather at the stadium, and it seems like it's going to be the hottest during the game, which means obviously no rain. Okay, so looking pretty good right now, and we're talking about half an inch for the entire day. So we're talking about drizzling. It's not even going to really rain at all. Five mile per hour winds, no wind whatsoever. Looks like a good day to me to throw the football. All right, let's hope they pull this one off because then next week we're talking. You know, you know, next week is Armageddon. I don't know if you know if you're aware of, of this, <laughs> Chris. 
<laughs> but next week's going to be a whole all kinds of fun. But we'll talk about it next week. Hopefully, we have good results to talk about on Monday. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.